This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Right, Chris. Alright, good evening. How the devil are we all? Um, welcome along, Lester, till I die. This is what you are watching on Twitch. And on YouTube, and if you are listening to us, to, no, if you are listening to us on your favourite podcast platform, thank you so much for lending me your ears. I apologise for starting late, but I was just invited onto a Southampton channel, and do you know what? I couldn't resist. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly who was crying more, them uh, <laughs> or us. I mean, a six-pointer tomorrow or what? Uh, are we worried? 
I tell you what, to be honest with you, I am. I really am worried. Mike, good evening, Mike. How are you? Welcome along. Thank you for popping in. Um, let's just bring these up here. Here we go. These are the details for the upcoming match. Uh, I don't know who was actually more worried, them or us. Uh, I was going to type out a thing. Now, look, let me ask you this. Um, if we don't win on Saturday night, does Roger's got to go before the end of the season? Because, to be honest with you, I think he has. Um, I mean, the other night against Blackburn, what, I mean, look, I like him, Marty. You know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, and he was my most improved player. And we would have been stuck without him these last few months. But he had a mare. He had a total mare the other night. And... Rogers made five substitutions, but he kept Amati on. Luke Thomas, he made the mistake for the second goal. Yes, he went. Um, I I know Nate. I should, but I'm. I'll just see. I'll, I'll do. I tell you what, I'll do one on on Twitter later because I'm a bit behind because I went onto the channel, uh, the the Southampton channel. It's kind of thrown me out a little bit, but to be honest with you, yeah, you know, I wanted to just go on and uh, predict a score. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be 9-0 tomorrow. Um, but, you know, he re he recognised that Luke Rogers was poor and he took him off. And again, I'm not having to go at Luke Rogers because, you know, he would have been stuck without him as well. And, he, you know, for his age, he's not a bad player. But he made the mistake that led to the second goal. Rogers took him off. Why a Marty? We had, we had um, Suter on the bench. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> Mella's in. Good evening, Mella. How are you? Uh, <laughs> long time no see. Welcome along. It has been a while. How is the coursework going? I know you are having to study a lot for your coursework. Uh, uh, yes, I mean, I, I like I like Hamza. Uh, he's done nothing wrong, but I don't think he's he's in our uh, our thoughts at the moment. Um, I tell you what, we'll let you keep him. If you take Yannick Vestergaard off us and Brendan Rogers off us, is that a deal? Richard's in. Richard, what happened? Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good day. I mean, I had uh, <laughs> Paul Ross on. I did a show with Paul Ross last night, uh, the conversation series. And he is a huge, well, the brother of Jonathan Ross, of course, the, um, the ITV uh, Presenter Jonathan uh, Paul Ross were he's done ITV BBC Big Breakfast the Word do you remember the Word bloody hell talking to him about the Word do go and check it out it is still it is still on Leicester Till I Die TV there we go Paul Ross um, he's a huge West Ham fan so he's going to be and all he was doing he was just doing that at the end he actually went up oh, the hammers I went fuck off. Um, so, Bless him, that lovely, lovely guy. Do go and check that out. I know I'm uh, Richard's son, Jake, and thank him for me, Richard. And, and a few of the uh, West Ham channels did sort of put it out there for me. So I thank them for that. Um, but uh, I hope you are well, Richard. But I'll tell you really what happened. Um, 
The main problem, it's obvious I know, BR cannot communicate well enough with the squad. Something is something something is not right. Something is not right. Uh, Mella, I want Brendan Rogers to return to Watford. Slaven Bilic is honestly nice. And yet Slaven Bilic, funnily enough, talking West Ham, did very well. Um we listened to his show last night while stuck in traffic. Well, good God, for yeah, because he does the graveyard shift. <laughs> so you must have been stuck. I think I think your defenders were stuck in mud. Why well, you were, I saw you were one nil up, and I thought, my God, they're going through. Um, which I wasn't too, but I was quite happy because obviously that would have kept you occupied with the games. Um, and you lost three one. I kind of don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know. But do honestly, we we the first half of the show we did talk about his career. Like I say, if, if those of us at a certain age, and I know you are, Richard, you will remember the word, and you'll probably also remember the big breakfast on Channel Four, <laughs> the best breakfast show there's ever been, and he was on that as well. We talked all of that. He worked. He's worked with Anton Deck, and the second half of the show we talked Leicester and we talked West Ham. And he said he's going to come back on towards the end of the season because, of course, we've got West Ham as uh, our last game. Uh, but bloody hell, yeah. Um, I wish uh, I wish Leicester could find a place for Hamza. I'm glad to see he's playing well. Problem is, we've got we've already got Samari and Didi and Mendy. Mendy looks like he's going to go at the end of the season. Uh, I hope he doesn't because he's my favourite out of the three. So we just haven't got room for Hamza, unfortunately. But I like Hamza, and and I think he was harsh done do. But then we've said that so many times again about um, about uh, players at Leicester recently, haven't we? Yes, you did. Antonio missed a few sitters. I'm looking at. It. <laughs> Excuse me. I just saw. I've not seen the whole match. Just seen a few highlights, and I think uh, I think um, Antonio could, wasn't that a Brotherhood of Man song or an Abba song? Can you hear the drums, Antonio? Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he, I, 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 I was actually talking to Southampton because we were joking about Vestergaard and Bertrand and what have you. And, you know, I don't know if you've read that interview that, that Bertrand, that, sorry, that Vestergaard has given, but he, Brendan Rogers. Pursued Vestergaard for 18 months. And like he said, he knew what I was capable of. He knew my style of play. And now, now I, you know, I, I don't even get, a, I'm not even on the bench. And I, he's got a, he's got a really good point. Love him or, or don't like him, Vestergaard. He's got an excellent point. Um... Exactly. That's the thing. Oh, he didn't play at all. He did not play at all. Um, but this is Rogers. Chases a player for eighteen months, never plays him. Oh, he's not the right. He's not the sort of. He doesn't play to the style I want. No shit, Sherlock. Well, you should have. Maybe, maybe you should have bought a player that you did want. Um, Mela, uh, Kieran Dewsbury Hall and Hamza Chowdhury are so good. Um, I wish him all the best. I do. I wish Hamza all the best. And if that's at Watford, mate, then fingers crossed for you. Uh, I hope he does well for you. Uh, uh, one of my favourite biscuits there, Jerry. Uh, confident for the game uh, this Saturday. 
in the way uh, in the way end going to be class. Sing your heads out for the lads. I take it you're a Leicester fan, are you? Um, I think I couldn't get a ticket. I was there for the nine nil though. It will never get any better than that, will it? Uh, okay to have a player attitude that has heart, aggression, and passion. Not much to ask. Um, Jerry says, uh, I think we're underestimating our new best starting 11. We were great against Villa and Tottenham. Arsenal are tough. And Blackburn, we played our second defence that was just shocking. Like I said at the front, at the start of the show, changes should have been made there on players that were there for the full 90 minutes. Um, Mike Davis, out in the cold after BR chased him down. Yeah. I, I don't, this is what I don't get about him. Like I say with Hamza Chowdhury, you know, Hamza, you know, it, you played so, were you man of the match that game against Liverpool? They couldn't get past you, <laughs> you know. He would not be passed. And yet, you know, there's all the smoke up his arse afterwards from Rodgers and then we never saw him play again. He's just, it's Brendan bullshit, isn't he? He's just so full of it. Um... We won't lose this. First game of the season, I believe it was, when we played them. Um, to be honest with you, I can't see the profile pick, mate. Uh, I do apologise, which is why I asked. It's very, very small, and I need to go to Specsavers. Uh, but nice one, mate. Welcome along. Uh, glad to have you. Uh we bought on Victor and Kel. We look like another team. I know Christensen is brilliant. He's so confident going forward. But you put your best starting 11 on at the start. And if you're worried about them getting knackered, get a lead, then take them off. Craig's in. I think Craig went the other night. Did you go the other night, Craig? Yes, he did. So I can have a moan at him in a second. <laughs> he always gone. <laughs> oh, no, he hasn't. Uh, Nate, uh, could be a blessing in disguise. No cup games to worry about. <laughs> we can concentrate on the league, they say. I see, yeah, but if Hamza comes back, who are you going to drop? I'm guessing we're talking um, probably Mendy. And I don't think you can drop Mendy. Uh, David is in. Um, hi, guys. Leicester to win this. Mella says two million is a fair valuation. To be totally honest with you, we'll probably let him run into contract down and let him go for free. That's what we seem pretty good at doing. That guys, you have is the ladies have been screaming for him. They're saying, Where where is our blue rinse totty? Well, let me tell you, he has been spending a couple of weeks watching Nottingham Forest. Uh, and I've used that joke before, but I'm so proud of it. I'm going to use it again. But he is back, ladies. You can only, <laughs> you can cross your legs again. Here he is. This is, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only. It's my <laughs> old owl. It's great. Good evening, sir. How the devil good. are you? I'm good, thanks, Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, everyone. How you all doing? Uh, it's nice to see that we we did get the memo about the the check shirts. That was good. Yes. <laughs> Um, but I find it kind of, but it's kind of ironic that you've started with a weakened team at the start of the show, and now you've brought on the big guns. <laughs> oh, he's not put that much weight on. 
Don't put yourself down. Yeah. <laughs> nice to have you back, sir. Yeah, nice to be back, Chris. Nice to be back. Uh, I've missed all your uh, all your fun and your rantings over the the past couple of games that we've had. I will be making up for that. Do not worry. I'm sure you will. <laughs> um, I, I haven't done anything that I planned to do because I got invited onto a Southampton channel right at like you know five to nine. And I couldn't resist, to be honest with you. I mean, there's not many teams that are worse than us at the moment. So to go on and we uh, we wiped each other's tears away. Excellent. Um, and and you know, and uh, and very uh, very wise and uh, quite ironic to go on at nine. Yes, I thought so. I missed that opportunity there. I did put. He was asking score predictions, so I'll let you guess what I uh, yeah. what I put in, <laughs> uh, which is why he asked me on. Um, Look, let, let's just talk about the other night because I I just do not know what to make with Brendan Rodgers. I mean, I, I've literally, like I say, I've, I've built a gate in the fence because I'm fed up with climbing over it and back over it. It's just easy to go through the fence. If we lose against Southampton, which we have done once already this season, he's got to go, hasn't he? Um, I can't... I... I can't remember how many times you've asked me this question. This season. I know, and I will keep asking you until... But this is the thing, it's almost like he's got a charmed life because he goes and then he'll win a couple. And then we'll get yeah. all excited and we'll think, oh, actually, it was only Southampton. No mm. disrespect to them. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the mindset of whether they're, they're going to pull the plug until it looks like... Um, you know that we're really, really in it, uh, but I don't think this game will help if we uh, if we lose it. That's for sure. I think, you know, I it was the closest I've been. I think after that Blackburn game, watching that game, sitting there watching it, you know, and I, I've been pretty. I think I've been fairly supportive of Brendan, but my oh, patience have. more than I have. My patience is is wearing thin. I think. Um, and a lot of it is because we just hear the same thing, you know, and um, and and at the end of it, you know, I, and, and I know there's an argument to be said, it's down to the players. It is, it is down to the players, but if it was just the players, then we could all be the manager, you know, uh, and you'd pick the team and you'd put them out there. Yeah. My biggest issue that I'm seeing at the minute, and, and it's something that I think is, I've criticised our team for under Brendan for a long time, is that lack of fight, that lack of spirit, that lack of grit, determination, that when you're not playing well, you can roll your sleeves up and uh, and try and grind out results. And I don't see that in us. And uh, I know um, somebody had put something on about uh, on Facebook, I think, about Graham Potter, and, and, and I'd commented. I saw that you you did like, no, I, I I put it up. Um, well, it yeah, was and, a it was a link from Indy Keller, who's not yeah, exactly the most yeah, no. reliable source, but apparently, it yeah. Well, apparently, someone else sent me a, a link that Indy Keller uh, put up the night before, which was that uh, many of the backroom uh, the, the 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 squad. Have fallen out with Rogers, and they want him out and Jamie Vardy to be manager by the for the end of the season. I saw that one, but I thought that was that was just taking it a little bit too yeah. far. I couldn't put yeah. that one up. But my worry, my worry is that, that even there, you know, Potter is very much in the same mould 
yeah. and I do think that teams reflect their managers these days more than ever. You know, Arteta, Guardiola, Klopp when you know things were going really well, Ten Hag at Man United. These are managers that won't allow standards to drop. Whereas ours seem to be accepted and then you just get the same old comments afterwards saying we didn't start the game the way that we wanted to and I was disappointed. And, and I don't know how many times you can come out and say the same thing when it's your team that you're putting out. So something's wrong and uh, and allied to that is the fact that our under-21s and our under-18s are both bottom of their leagues and likely to get relegated. Now, if you've spent a hundred million on a training ground to bring through and develop players, and not only is your first team struggling at the bottom end of the Premier League, but also your under 18s and your under 21s look like they're getting relegated as well, something's not right. And if I was at the top of the club, I'd be looking at some sort of more far reaching issues that are going on there. How are the women doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what gets me is um, that he comes. What you know, he comes out and he basically spouts so much bullshit. Mm. You know, he's saying, oh, oh, "We're going to take this seriously. We're going to." And you're yeah. up against a team that's fourth in the championship, so that puts them probably on a par with an Everton, a lead. So you, you know, that that sort of equivalent. Um, and then you put out a weak. <laughs> it's hard to say a weakened team. Mm. Oh, look. You know, I want to talk Amarty because I like Amarty. He was my most improved player. I get fed up with saying that last season. But he he was having a nightmare from mm. what I could see. You were there. You, you might say different. But, you, you know, he gave away the first goal. Um, he, he, he didn't get better than that. And yet he stayed on the pitch for 96 minutes. Um mm. And yet, Luke Thomas, you know, he made a mistake for the second because I don't think he was concentrating. And yeah. he took him off. But how did, you know, he got Harry Suter sat on the bench. Do you not, A, two questions for you here. A, mm -hmm. do you just not start with your strongest team when you get into the lead? Maybe take them off to give them a rest if you've got another game coming up uh, quite quickly. And B, why was Amati not taken off if he was so bad when we got Suter sat on the bench? Um, yes, in answer to the first one, yeah, that I, I'm of, of that opinion that you, you try and get the game won or you put yourself in a winning position. Yeah. Um, particularly when you know what's at stake, you know, this is the last eight of the FA Cup. Yeah. You know, you're one game, you win this, you're one game away from at least a, a Wembley visit and giving your fans something to, to look forward to. And the only piece of silverware that we're going to get anywhere near maybe this season, maybe for a few seasons to come. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I Daniel Amati did not have his finest night, and I think that is... Um, <laughs> um, uh, I think that's that's pretty obvious. You know, uh, the only... For me, it's like players not taking responsibility on the pitch. He knew that there was no... That ball was never on that he played into there. I would give him some credit with the fact that there was no one in front of him making any movement. It was absolutely yeah. shocking watching the the lack of movement. It was like they were playing red light, green light from Squid Game, to be honest. And as soon as someone had the ball, no one could move. Um, uh, but he could have gone back. He could have just played it down the line, but that would have been greeted with an aimless, you know, boot and just booting it. 
but really uh, i i don't know what the thinking was you know clearly he was he was once he'd done that i don't think he re really recovered and, and was a little bit at fault for the second goal as well and to be honest they could have had three or four in that 10 minute period yeah. in the second yeah. half and we as bad as we were let's give credit to blackburn as well they were very good they oh, knocked the ball around yeah. they came with a plan they were confident yeah. knocked the ball around and played in little triangles exactly the way that we spout that we should be playing they mm. did it to us and we just didn't have any we didn't have the desire to try and do it do anything it about it comes them. back to this um the fact that we're supposed to have this fantastic British coach at our club. Mm. I mean, are they talking about the one with six wheels that's parked outside that takes the players to and from the matches? Because mm. you know, he's he, you know, he's he was out thought by Arteta in his first season. Um, mm. he's been out thought, I mean, you know, being out thought by Pep Guardiola, I get, but he's been out thought by Potter, he's been out thought by you know, Brighton's new manager. Um, he was outthought by a guy who at Bournemouth wasn't even a bloody manager, outthought him. Um, and he, you know, he was now beaten by one of the youngest managers going, um, mm. who's got very little experience. The guy's a fraud, isn't he? It's as simple as that. <laughs> um, I'd say that is quite that's a little bit strong because. Uh, you know, he, he did get us to fifth twice when, yes, we know we should have got fourth on both of those occasions, but he did get us there and he did win the FA Cup. So to say he's a total fraud, uh, I think is a little bit far, but I think managers and teams are cyclical um, and you either have a, you, you change the whole team or you change the manager. I don't think we're in a position where we can change the whole team, even though we're going to be forced to change our midfield. Uh, during the summer but I'm not sure I'm not sure there's an appetite to continue down this path when you see some of the more younger vibrant um, uh, managers that are coming in and that are out there ones who who demand more of their players I think you know Rogers says he demands more of the players but I don't see it and that's the biggest thing yeah uh, Nate Dolan, I he was my overall man of the match. Mm. All I could see was on that first half, he was kept coming down that that left hand side, and uh, Ricky looked really out of mm. sorts. And I, again, you know, he, he's not been back that long, but you know, it's, if we'd have won this, we'd have been in the quarterfinals yeah. for God's sake, you know. And we've had it against Forest last season. Um, I just, oh. I mean, I, I really would love to go out and buy Dolan, to be honest with you. Uh, Erdeweza, good evening, sir. How are you? Welcome along. Thanks for popping in. Uh, defenseless expert, <laughs> says Mike. Uh, I, I was going to say, it was the, I was sat there next to Scott watching the game, and it's the first time that I, I said to Scott that this is an absolute shambles. You know, yeah. you know, yeah, and it, and it looked it, it looked it for long periods of the game. It was a shambles that they didn't know what they were doing at the back. I, I thought there were two or three players that did okay. I thought Fast did okay, um, but uh, you know, I, I, I know Ricky P didn't have the greatest of time, but I thought he did okay. Seeing he was he was coming back, mm. but there wasn't many others who, who covered themselves in any glory. No. But it did look a shambles, and and I I, I will never. You know, I, I hope I'm proven wrong, but no way 
is Samari a Premier League player? I just don't don't get. He's a sort of player who would probably look great at Man City because they have a lot of possession and he can yeah. amble through the game and pick a pass. And, and when he gets it, you know, he's, he does look progressive. Mm-hmm. But in a team like ours, where you've got to work to get the ball back, he's just a, a, a liability. Sadly. The only thing I, I could say with Samari is, and again, it's hard to see because I don't see the full pitch or anything mm. on, 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 on the screen, but he was picking some really good long passes out. Mm. Yeah, as I say, he can do it. He, he can be progressive. It's out of it's out of possession that the problem is. Um, that if you're if you're playing in that position, you've got to have a bit more about you, and, and players run off the back of him without him reacting quickly enough. He doesn't have that awareness, and I think it, it comes of a player that when he was at uh, in, in France, a lot of the time, you know, they they were a team at the top, and he was he was facing the play most of the time. He was mm. sitting deeper. He was facing the play. He was able to pick that. Once he's been asked to play in a bit more of an advanced position, you've got to be more. You've got to have more awareness of what's going on around you. And I don't think he's got it. Sadly, no, no, you, you're quite right. Uh, two last questions before we move on to Southampton. Hmm. Can we now finally put the uh, Everson instead of Ward <laughs> uh, quote to bed? Because um, he did okay, but again, you know, he kicked the ball straight out to a player that, and, that was being marked and, and mm. nearly lost it. Um, I, I'd, he, he, again, he just seemed to be okay. He he made a very good save early on where he, he came out and spread himself uh, and got a block where they should have scored. Um, uh, I, I think if he did think the ball, he would have scored it. So he was decent from that point of view. He looked a little bit more comfortable uh, and his decision making looked better than Ward. Ward worries me when he decides to come out of uh, and, and play a sweeper keeper. Yeah. But his positioning for the goal, the first goal, was very questionable. It looked like um, a goalkeeper that I was operating on a table football game, to be <laughs> honest. And he was just stuck at one side. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what the hell was going on there. Um, to be honest, I don't think either of them are. Of the standard, I think it's harsh on Everson because he's not had that many games at the top level. No. But I definitely, I, I think that as the seasons unfolded, I don't think Ward is of the level um, that's needed of a top half uh, or a team that's aiming to be in the top half of the Premier League. Uh, how did the crowd react? I tried to listen at the end, but I think the Blackburn Rovers fans were making so much noise. I mean, it was far from a full house. Now, it, yeah. Know, uh, it was on. It was on telly, so that had something to do with it. And obviously, mm-hmm. people have got to watch the money these days. Uh, yeah. Was the booing at the end? There was booing at the end, but I think I've heard worse. To be honest, I think um, I think the, the, the most frustrating thing was that once he'd made the changes and they decided for to to have a go for twenty minutes, we we just battered them. You know, we we just couldn't get the second goal, and that that's the most frustrating thing that. There's a there's a team there that can hold possession and can go at teams if the handbrake is released and it just needs one or two players. Um, you know, Christensen comes on and his whole demeanour is, I want to play quick. You know, he was running to take throw-ins. He wanted to get the ball quickly. He wanted to take quick free kicks. Everything that he wants to do is quick. And that's what this team needs to be able to do. When we're at our best when we're playing quick. If we're playing slow, we're ponderous. We don't have that 
little burst of pace or speed to get away from anyone. So we have to move it quick. Um, so it's just it's just so frustrating at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that if you haven't yet, everybody, please do consider um, not only subscribing to the channel, but purchasing a membership as well. We used to have three levels, bronze, silver and gold. Uh, I've basically, because of the financial crisis, I've got rid of the top two. I've made it all into one now, just uh, a Fox level, and it is the bronze price, whatever you do. And one of the things that you get is you get posts only on YouTube, or the posts that I put on YouTube are only going to members. And if you go on there, you will see Vardy's heat map from the, other, from the Blackburn game, and uh, it's, it's awful. It's awful, to be honest with you. Uh, so uh, if you do see that, like I say, but you only get to see that if you're a member for just one ninety nine a month. Good value at half the price. Um, look, we're going to pick a team later, uh, as you as you know. So I'm, I'm thinking Vardy. I'm, I'm picking Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I don't know how many Southampton. I'm going to have a talk with you about this later. But I was on um, an Arsenal. Funny enough, Arsenal yeah. chat the other week. And yeah, it, you've got the starting eleven, and you've got to pick five Leicester players, and I had to pick six Arsenal players, and that was quite interesting. Yeah, that was I quite a imagine. different take on it. Um, I just want to uh, just see if there's a comment that we've missed here. Um, I was wondering that, David. I didn't know what Henry was saying there. I've got to be totally honest with you. Um, Mr. Trick, cheaper prices for juniors, not the prices we wanted, very poor. Mm. I presume you're on about the club and not my membership prices. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? Uh, look, I just want to quickly go through some of the stats, and I'm going I'm I'm mm. to make it quick uh, because, like I say, I was hoping to do this before you came in, but because mm. I went uh, onto the Southampton show uh, at nine, like you say, it would have been rude I me mean, not mm. to have done it. No sign of Stuart Atwell. Um, I'm pleased to say, uh, or Paul Tierney. We've got Robert Jones in the middle and Tony Harrington on VAR. If I'm totally honest with you, I have no idea who either of those two players, who my no. uh, two referees are. Um, 33, oops, I pressed the wrong button. 33 times we played each other. And, and I'm glad to say, not many of we can actually look at this and go, we've got more wins. Than the opposition 13 for us nine for them and 11 draws so we are on the up but these are our last six meetings and unfortunately we've played each other six times since the nine nil so that doesn't show up any, um, any <laughs> at time they beat us like we say at the start of the season you know do you remember that game when it was sort of was it too hot for the players do you remember that one yeah yeah, that was 2-1 to Southampton. Obviously, it wasn't too hot for them. They bought the sun cream. Uh, but before that, in fairness, we'd beaten them 4-1, 2-2. But the last six games, we've won three of them. They've won one, and we have drawn two. And surprise, surprise there, they've also got one red card. Who would have thought yeah. that? Um, this is our run going into it. Um, let me just uh, make this a bit larger. I do need to get to Specsavers. Um Walsall, oh, I've got to say, talking of Specsavers, I don't know if you saw it, but I did actually have an appointment last week at Specsavers, and it still mm. makes me laugh no matter how much I do this. <laughs> but 
I actually sat in Specsavers and there was a bit of a queue. So I, and I went onto Twitter and I put sat in Specsavers awaiting the eye test. Um, I hope I fail it because if I fail it, it means I can become uh, an EPL referee like I've always wanted to. <laughs> and Specsavers, I didn't take them. Specsavers replied, "Let's have a look." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just brilliant by them. Absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, that Southampton lost to Newcastle 2-1 um, with a player. Uh, oh, no, Newcastle had a player sent off. Uh, so they couldn't even beat 10 men. Uh, they lost to Brentford. Uh, they lost to Southampton. But they beat Chelsea. Um, mm. Well, we got them next week, haven't we? They lost to Leeds and they lost, obviously, last night to Grimsby. I did say ask them what the smell of fish was, but it didn't go down mm-hmm. too well. Um, we beat Walsall in the cup, and we had two great wins in fairness, didn't we? Villa yeah. and Spurs, both times coming from behind. And then yeah. we went and lost to Man United, uh, lost to Arsenal, and of course, we lost to Blackburn. Mm. And I'm not one of these. The people were saying, well, you know, we lost 4 2 to Arsenal earlier in the season, so it's an improvement. But it was the performance against United and Arsenal that let us down again. Um, I'd say I'd say the second half performance against Man United because first half I thought we played pretty well to be honest and we we could have and should have been ahead in that game. Um, you know we'd been pretty uh, ruthless in taking our chances in the previous games against Spurs and Villa, but on that one the Man U we didn't take the chances and uh, you know we you know you go one up two up against uh, Man United at Old Trafford, you, you don't know how how their fans will react. We might still have not won it, but I thought we showed enough in the game to show that we uh, we were a threat. It was just difficult. The, the the thing that's annoying me at the moment, and a couple of people have said it, you know, I think Brendan came out and said it, and one of the players said it, um, is that when we go behind, we don't really look. Or, uh, not necessarily go behind, because we came from behind against Spurs, we came from behind against uh, Villa. But yeah. when the momentum of the game changes, you know, the, the both of those games, we went behind, but we were in the game. You know, the Villa, we were in the game. It was end-to-end. They managed to score for When the momentum of the game shifts and we're mm-hmm. pegged in a bit, we don't seem to be able to turn that at the moment. And that old thing of Foxes never quit, you know, seems to have uh, disappeared. Yeah. And I think that's that's probably the thing that most fans miss you know, you know, in the past, even when when we had, you know, during those times, we didn't win every game, did we? But we no, knew no. That, we knew that we were in every game, and even if we were one or two down, well, we came back enough times because the spirit was there. And I think yeah. that's what I miss more than anything: the spirit of this team seems to have uh, seems to have faded. They say dogs end up looking like their owners, and like you say, you know, players seem to end up playing like the manager. Yeah. Um, can I just say, Mike and uh, Mike Davis and David Byrne, are you too pissed? Because at the moment you're typing in the chat is bloody awful. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got shirts and socks. Apparently, we should be lumberjacks because of the socks we're wearing. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you've had you've had too much to drink, too much of the falling down water, guys. But I tell you what, for me is um, we don't take advantage when we're on top. Hmm. Oh, right. um, David, David Game was—he was man of the match for me. He, made he always right is against players. us. Always, yeah. always is. Sadly, yes. 
Um, again, you know, we, we did against Spurs and we did against Villa. You know, we we had a really good patch against Villa and we came through mm. and we scored the goals. You know, the fact that we've scored, I think we we set a we set a Premier League record in those two games, the Spurs and the Villa game, for the first team who have in ever in Premier League history to have gone a goal down and then gone on to score three goals in the first half. Um, I know it's a bit of a bit of a niche record, but we hold that one. Yeah, with the straws grabbing at. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think that's probably why it's 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 more frustrating. We, I mean, we didn't lay a glove on Arsenal, to be fair. We huffed and puffed a bit in the second half, again, when he made some changes, but mm. we didn't have any shots on target, did we? Which, in a Premier League game, is absolutely one. shocking. One shot we had, it was pathetic. Yeah, but, but none on target. Oh, so, sorry, none on target. Yeah. I know. I know. So, that, to be yeah. honest with you, if you can't well, get one, you should be getting two, three, four. Yeah, it's just, it's just on target. Apparently, apparently, Scott was telling me in the Arsenal game, our XG was something like 0.01, the lowest in Premier League this season. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I don't understand XG, but it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but no. looking at that, we're in a relegation battle, definitely, aren't we? Oh, definitely, yeah. I, I mean, I think. Uh, I think that that was a big win for Villa uh, at the weekend. That's probably just taken them out. But you know, twelfth down. I mean, you've got six points there. I mean, you know how quickly can things can change. Yeah. Uh, a couple yeah. of wins that anybody's capable of stringing together. So Palace down. We're all in it together. You know, yeah. it's a massive game because if we win it, you, you start seeing a little bit of a gap, and it, you know, and and Southampton start looking. Doomed. I, I did say on the Southampton channel there hasn't been a gap really this season, has there? No. You know that the you, you know Wolves <laughs> were down and out, and now well they're not out of it, you know, but they're a hell of a lot better off. Mm. Leeds, who were at the other end at one point, have slowly been drawn back into it. Same with Bournemouth as well, but yeah. there's not been that huge gap. That huge gap is like you say, you know, Palace and upwards or Villa and upwards. Sorry, that's yeah. where the gaps appearing. Um, and I'm just looking at the games that are coming up. I mean, um, Palace and Villa are playing each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forest are playing Everton. Yeah. Um, Forest could actually do us a favour there. <laughs> Can't believe that I want Forest to win. Well, but um, we've obviously got Southampton. Wolves are playing Spurs. Yeah, you never know, do you? Let's be honest. Mm. Uh, West Ham have got Brighton. Uh, Leeds have got Chelsea. That's Everton, Forest, mm. Bournemouth have got Arsenal, and obviously Southampton have got us. Mm. We this is when I'm looking at this thing and say, all right, we can't presume that it is um, we're going to beat them because it's Southampton because of the bottom. We know mm. that's that's you know we not Leicester this season, mm. but this is the ideal opportunity because if the results go our way, we can put that little bit of a gap together, can't we? Yeah, we, we we can. I think we're in a we're in a run of games where we've got to start um, picking up points, and and you know we we you do start saying that you know draws are no good, but you've only got to look at um, Palace there without those four draws. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Balls out the last five, you know, they'd be much further down and right in it as well, but they, they keep managing to get points. I, I, I've kept an eye on Palace for a few weeks now and, and I'm not convinced that, that they won't be right in it yeah. uh, come the end of the season. Yeah, yeah be, it, it, it just changes. Yeah, I mean, it just changes so much weekly. You know, there's so many teams involved and that inevitably, you know, every week you're going to get two or three of them playing each other. So uh, yeah. it, it does come, you know, with pressure and, uh, you know, and, and this is when you, you, you roll your sleeves up and you see what uh, what your team's made of. Yeah, yes. And, and we've been quite lucky because when we have lost, hmm. teams below us have lost as well. Yeah. The only problem is, is that when we've won, they seem to win as well. Yeah. Uh, and these, like I say, these weekends, and we're playing late, so we're probably going to know quite a few of the results mm. before uh, we we kick off. Um, but it, to me, this is an important weekend. Um, uh, um, have I spelled something wrong? Yeah, I'm drunk now. I can't spell either. Thank you, Henry. <laughs> I put because he's asking us how many games we're going to points we're going to get for the next five games, and I said remind me of the games, and I put it T Y H E. I am pissed. What do I, I'm just going to be honest? <laughs> um, but okay, let's let's have a, just a quick look at the form um, of the and the and the tables. Like I say, fourteenth we are, twentieth. Our Southampton. They've won two of the last six, so have we. But on home form, Southampton are bottom. Mm. Uh, on away form, we are actually ninth. Yeah. And, you know, again, let's take advantage of this, guys. Yeah, I think I think what we are seeing is, um, which is worrying for next season, is how important Madison is to this team. Um, yeah. Because you know that they were playing the same kind of balls against Blackburn into the midfielders that they play into Madison. Madison is on the half turn, so therefore goes forward. The same balls being played into the likes of Dewsbury Hall or Samari or whatever are just in, invariably played straight back to the person who played it in the first place. We don't go forward. Whereas mm. with Madison, we do. He, he's he's on the half turn. We, we're we're away and we're into the attack. Yeah. He is he is so vital that we keep him fit, keep him on the pitch for the next uh, for the next half a dozen games at, at least. You know, if I was Southampton, I'd be trying to dead leg him in the first ten minutes and get him off the pitch. You know, um, because he's that important to us. Yes. Oh, I agree. I agree. Nate's just said these are, and I'm just putting these up for people to look at. I'm not going to go through these, but he said in the next five games, Southampton, Chelsea, Brentford, Palace, Villa. For me, I think we can get three points against Southampton. Mm-hmm. I think if we're on our game, there's no reason where we can't beat Chelsea. Yeah. 
I think the hardest game for us in those five are Brentford. Yeah. Palace, um, I think we can beat them, like you say, depending, you know, yeah. they're not favorite. Villa, I mean, I'd be looking at that and going, I want three, six, eight points possibly. Yeah, I think you should be looking at that and, and saying that, that you could get that and that, that puts you mid, what, early to mid 30s in the, uh, in the table that you should be. You know, you should be looking to be to be safe by then. I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, now let's just have a look, and it is worrying. And I'm just going to swing up some some sort of mm. like the top goal scorer, top assists, and it is worrying that we are relying. Mm. Are we becoming a one man team here? Oh, James Madison, top goal scorer. James mm. Madison, top assists. Uh, Kelechi second with assists, Harvey Barnes second with the um, with the the goal uh, mm. goals. Um, what did you think of Harvey Barnes the other night? I thought, to be fair, Harvey Barnes played like Harvey Barnes, um, which was disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't is. know whether you were going to change your mind about him ever. <laughs> no, he's just he's just so frustrating because he doesn't have. Uh, a footballing brain and that's the biggest thing you know you look at it sometimes and you and you think right okay we're breaking away you should be thinking already where your movement is going to be but he doesn't and all of a sudden you think you know they need an out ball down the left and he's decided to drift in uh and have a chat with somebody or whatever i just he's probably the most frustrating player i've, I've seen down here because he's clearly when he's on his game, he's a danger, and, he, and you know, and he did it, and he got the goal for Kalechi when he went past the guy. Yes, he did. It was a lovely but, ball in. But he's just so frustrating that, that there is so much more there, mm. um, and I think Tete has been really disappointing on the other side since that first game against Villa. You know, I don't think we necessarily get the ball to him quickly enough, and we don't, we haven't had enough men up in support. You know, he, he'll be a very good player, I think. In, in, again, in a team that wants to attack, because you've got runners off the ball that take players away from him, and then he can drift in and cut in, and that's why he was so effective against Villa. In the last few games, he's been isolated out there, and uh, and we're not seeing the best of him. But when he was playing really well against in that Villa game, you could see it lifted Barnes as well because there wasn't yes, um, the, the the sort of emphasis on him. You, I mean, with passes, Valt Faze is the top there out of the two teams. Tielemans second, tackles Castagna, and Tielemans is third. And uh, there's two players there that are the top of most of our, or certainly in the top three yeah. for most of these stats. And these are the main, there's loads more, but these are the main yeah. ones uh, that could probably both be leaving in the summer. Yeah, I, I think I think we're looking at a full overhaul of that midfield. To be honest, um, and the saying it's whether it's whether the club uh, trust Brendan to oversee that. Yes, yeah. Somebody out now. This is going to be very interesting because um, where has it gone? And they say, do you think Tete would be better for us playing centrally if Madders is out? And this is something that when we did the team. When you were off on your jolly holidays mm. and Brad was standing in for you, uh, he picked the team to play Blackburn and he actually put Tete in the middle. Now, Tete, yeah. his main position is right midfield, but he can also play left and central. 
That's why yeah. he's the sort of Brendan Rodgers sort of player that can play in two or three yeah. different positions. Um, I'd like to see him given a go, and then maybe either Castagna or Ricardo on you know on that right that right mm-hmm. wing with the 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 other one sort of playing right back. What do you think about Tete in the middle? Um, potentially, I, I'm I'm not sure. Sometimes with with wingers like that, how because again. You know, wingers like that, they like the ball when to receive the ball when they're facing, you know, the the, the pitch that they're going to go into. If you're playing in the 10, you'll very often have your back to goal. And that's why Madders does it so well, because he's on the half turn. I'm not sure Tete has enough about him to play with his back to goal and be on the half turn. I could see him sort of playing the ball back the same way as the others do. I think he's a better player when he's facing the goal done with his back to goal what i did see um it was, it was brief because there seemed to be substitutions all over the place going on against blackburn but for a brief period of time kelechi came and played that role and i would be more tempted to play kelechi in that because i think he, he didn't have a very good game against man united let's uh let's say as nate's saying there he didn't have a good game about of holding the ball up but he can turn quickly He's, yeah. he's the closest one, I think, to Madders in terms of wanting to get the ball and turn quickly and release players. Played a, a lovely through ball for Tete's goal against Villa, you know, and he's got quite a few assists uh, in Acho as well. So I would think of the two, Ian Acho would probably be more suited to it. Do you think we're expecting too much from Tete? I mean, questions come in. Uh, well, sorry, let's start. Faze, when he first of all came in, yeah. uh, like he'd been here ages, you know. Mm-hmm. Christensen came in and hit the ground running. Sutar has to a point as well. Mm. He's Brazilian. We've never had a Brazilian before. He's the Mares replacement, as they all are. I mean, is are we just expecting too much too soon from him? Is it going to be another Genghis under? <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny because I, I said to, to Scott, you know, he came in and... Uh, and we thought we'd found the new Mares uh, when actually we'd found the new Rashid Gazelle. Um, <laughs> I think. Um, I think. I, I think he'll be better when we have more possession uh, mm. and we're playing higher up the pitch. Uh, to be honest, um, or we're moving the ball quickly. He gets in good positions. He finds himself free, but we're not moving the ball quickly enough to him. So by the time that it is getting to him, is being doubled up on. So I don't think we're helping see the best of him, to be honest. Mm. Um, and he's he's another of these players who looks like he's um, he plays on confidence. You know, wingers are very often confidence players. You'll see them have runs in the team. So Mares was out for a long time, and then he came back and had a great run in the team. Grealish is doing the same this season. They're having good runs in the team, and they, and they play like that. When the confidence is up, they'll play well. So. I'm not sure whether Southampton is going to be the right game for him. Mm. I think if 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 Brendan has a mindset that we're going to be on the front foot, then I would go with him. But I'm not sure. I think that <laughs> Brendan might be wanting to make sure that we are in the game and then try and win it. I thought you were going to say then if Brendan has a mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah we, we should have signed Lockman. We know Jerry yeah. again. He is the one that got away. 
a bit like big Stan Collymore. And talking of Stan Collymore, of course, his chat is still available, Lester Till I Die TV. Um, go and check it out. Very honest. Some some interesting comments about Mr. Peter Taylor uh, in, in that chat. So it's well worth well worth checking out until his battery ran out. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask here, I'm just looking for the um, for the comment. Uh, here we go. Uh, Bay Brook to start, uh, says Mike. Is this in a relegation battle? Is it the best time to be blooding youngsters? Well, particularly when he's got an ACL, uh, I would it is say him, no. Is it? Right. <laughs> yeah, it is him, yeah. Right. Right. Um, no, we've got our two of our best youngsters, Braybrook and Will Alves, have both got ACL. Uh, Alves and yes, Alves yeah. and new, yes. Um, so no, sadly, um, no, I, no. I think he's a great talent. I mean, the club clearly do as well. The week after he got his ACL, they gave him a new contract, so there's clearly a real um, there's high hopes for him. Yes. Um, yeah. But so no, not not this week. Yeah. Well, Mike comes back with the you know the classic. Yeah, booger. <laughs> yeah, I mean those two. I think we're going to see next season them mm. coming through. To be honest with you, um, right now, let's have a look at Stuck score predictions again. As always, I'm very late in in requesting these because we have them. The, the midweek game just completely threw my, my schedule out. And then I did Paul Ross yesterday. It was a pre-record. And I've done, I've done a new Formula. If anybody's into Formula One, by the way, we do now have a new Formula One uh, show on the channel. And uh, we're doing a watch-along for the Formula One, fingers crossed, this Sunday. Will you, be wearing a, will you be wearing a checkered flag shirt for that one, Chris? I've got a blue and white. I haven't got a black yeah, and white yeah. one, unfortunately. But yes, it would be. Uh, uh, if you've got a spare one, send it to me. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure it would uh, fit, mate. <laughs> Probably wouldn't actually. No, I, I I need sort of you know three sizes more than I actually wear. But these are the these are the one. The um, Ian Wilson says still to get back to me. Uh, Brad and myself, believe it or not, have actually. Um, Agreed that we think it's going to be 3 1 to Leicester. You've gone for a more conservative 2 0. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm worried that we are back to that. I can see us conceding, mm -hmm. especially against James Ward Prowse, you know, yeah. if he's on. Um, and Ian Marshall's gone for 2 1 to Leicester. It's not often he goes for 2 1. Mm. Uh, it doesn't often he goes for a Leicester win, to be honest with you. And Steve Linitz, he's gone 2 0 to uh, Southampton. But in fairness, he is doing the old devil's advocate yeah. uh, thing. Uh, Mike is on defence. Um, he's gone for 1 1. Uh, and Jerry has. <laughs> oh, I love that. Jerry has gone 1 3. Um, but he's agreed with us. Sensible man, that Jerry. I've always said I like Jerry. You know, um, I ask this again a, a lot as well. Would you take a draw? I wouldn't. I normally say, you know, if it was an Arsenal or a Man United, even against Spurs, I'd say yes, I was prepared to take a draw, but not for this. I don't think we can afford to draw. Um, I, I, I would, I would usually be with you, but as I, as I just said. You know, when you look at Palace, those draws, you know, at the end of it, those points picked up here and there may be the points that, that get us safer 
you know, mm. sooner rather than later, particularly if, if the other teams around us are not making ground on us. So, I, I yeah, yeah, 90% no, I wouldn't want it, but, you know, it wouldn't be a horrific uh, result, uh, no. I wouldn't have thought. No, I mean, like I say, normally I would, but I just think with the... the the, the game, the way the other games are going, and you, you've got to say that there may be a couple of upsets yeah. in those games, that we've, we've got to win this. We really, really have. As, as Jerry says there, uh, David's gone. He's agreed with you. Uh, he's yeah. gone 2-0 to Leicester. Good man, David. Now then, now then, do you remember, do you remember a bit of earth, wind and fire there for you folks? Uh, a while ago, we, we used to have a bit of a quiz at the end of these shows, didn't we? Well, we did, mate. We did, yeah. Well, guess what? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I thought I would bring the quiz back, uh, but with a bit of a bit of a twist. A bit of a okay. twist. It's not just going to be a simple who won this or who scored this goal. It's easier than that for a man of your intense knowledge. You may <laughs> want to put your glasses on for this. Yeah. But um, foot in both camps. All right. Okay. So I'm going to show you, uh, well, I'm not going to show you the player because obviously I'd give it away, but I'm going to show you his playing career history. Okay, yeah. Doesn't include loans or anything like that because if he was loaned, if they loaned out, they're still at the parent club. Yeah. Uh, but they have, they have played for both Southampton and Leicester in their time. Right. Now then, can you tell who this is? Leighton Orient. My I was going to put the number of games that they played, but I don't think that really helps you at all. It's more of like the length of time, I think. My gut instinct there would be Dennis Rofe. Okay. Hmm. Are you um, going with your gut? Yeah, I think I will. I wish I had a drum roll. Very well done, sir. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> How the hell do you, all, do you get these things? <laughs> I thought this might be a bit too. This might just test him a little bit. Mm. But no, no, you know, you know. Right, that's it tonight. Next week, he's going to get on. Cheers, <laughs> <It is>. mate. <laughs> but I just thought a bit of fun there. Yeah, no. But well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. Uh, Mike went rough. Um, I'll give him the benefit that he was typing it as you said it, but it did actually come up after you said it. Mm. Right. Um, are you, let, let, let's, let's pick a team, shall we? Mm. Yeah. Let's. We'll do it straight after Hello, this. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey, guys. Ian Hume here. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch. Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Right, here we go. And I play that because it gives me a chance to look like I know what I'm doing and have it all ready. <laughs> um... What what sort of formation do you think he was gonna he's gonna go for? Um, I I think to be honest, it's probably that one. Uh, well, what's he gonna go for? I've got some four th different four three three. What's he gonna go? Let me think. He's gonna go for four three two one. I think he'll go for four two three one. I think that's one I've not got. 
four. Well, two, I mean, if you switch, four, the, yeah, if you four, two, three, one. Yeah, let's go with that. You're gonna go with that, right? And in fairness, of course, it all depends um, who's fit. So yeah. I'll leave you to sort of decide which way you want to go with that. Uh, I'm just getting the teams up here so I can get the spellings right when it comes to the strikers. Um, <laughs> are we going to start with Mr. Ward in goal? Are we bringing um, him back? Yeah, I think so. I think right. so. I, I, I can't see him not playing on that one. Right. Where are we? There we go. Okay. Um, right. Um, left back, sir. Um... Christensen. Right, let's just have a look and find him. He's never the easiest person to find. Oh, yeah, there we go. He's there. Okay. Um, now, the two centre-backs. I mean, are, are we talking about what we sort of, you know, the normal sort of phase and suitor? Um. Yeah, I'm Marty, and can I say I'm never having you back on this channel again? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Vestergaard, <laughs> <laughs> look, actually, before you go on that, did you read uh, I did. I don't think in the Mercury his, his story? And it beggars belief that a manager that follows a player for 18 months mm. nearly signs him once, eventually does sign him. And then leaves him out in the cold. I think Westerwood yeah. has got damn good reason to be peed off. To be honest with you, yeah, I thought it was interesting saying that it was uh, mirrored what happened at Liverpool with uh, with Daniel Agger. Yes, that was interesting. Yes, um, um, you know exactly the same. One minute it was flavour of the month, next minute out in the cold with no real reason given, uh, and and the fact that it helped Westerwood realise that it wasn't him, it yeah. was it was the manager. Yeah. And let's be honest, we've seen it with... I mean, we had uh, Mellor in earlier, Watford fan. Um, mm. It was nice to see him back. He's not been back for, for a long, long time. Mm. Apparently, Hamza Chowdhury, is, is, he wants to keep him. He's doing brilliantly at Watford, so well done yeah. to him. I don't mm. think he'd be coming back to us. But, you know, after the praise against in that Liverpool game when he played in defence and he was, yeah. you know... We never saw him again after all the praise that he gave him. Mendy is the sort of midfield player I like. He's the, my favourite type of defensive midfielder. Mm. Dropped him. So we, it's something we shouldn't be surprised off, is it, really? But um, No, I think I, I, Hamza would have been uh, useful uh, against Blackburn, I think. You know, if, if you're looking at a squad, you know, in, in horses for courses, certain games, I think he would have been ideal for that. Um, but the fact that Mendy didn't get on, I, you know, until so late, it's just ridiculous. But anyway... Yeah. It's another matter. Um, so, yeah, super in face, yeah. yeah. Now then, uh, right back. Uh, I'm going to bring Ricky P back for this. Ah, okay. I think he's looked pretty sharp, to be honest, in, in the bits I've seen. Um, so, I think... Uh, I'm, I'm still toying. This this team is formulating as, uh, as we go. I've got all of this team sorted apart from one position, and I'm right. still... I'm still in three minds. <laughs> Less than Brendan, then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fairness to Castagna, he has struggled, hasn't he, uh, in a few games this season. Um, and maybe a break will will do him good, you know. Potentially. Um, Potentially. Let's see, Chris. Eh? Let's yeah. see. 
let's see how this team develops. Unless you're going to move in further upfield, of course. Right. Um, the left, you probably are now after I've said that. Mm. The left centre defensive midfielder. Um, I, I think I'm going to stick with the Dewsbury Hall. Um, again, a very frustrating player at the moment. Um, he's, he, no one can knock his work rate. Um, what you can knock is his decision-making, uh, which isn't always uh, the best, to be honest. He, he tends to run with the ball too much. When he gets the ball deep and uh, and he's on the same wavelength as Barnes and he, he always seems to turn left towards Barnes and he can hit you know balls in behind the fullback for Barnes, when they're on the same wavelength, it's a really powerful combination. Yes. But yes. when that isn't working, then more is asked of Dewsbury Hall, more carrying of the ball. And for me, he just hangs on to it a little bit too much. And when he's running with it, invariably, he'll have a bad touch and overrun it and he'll be caught out of position. So, But I'm going to put him in there just for, for work rate at the moment on this one. No, fair point. That's uh, your team. Um, on the other side. Yeah, Mendy for me. Mendy. I, I really that. like Mendy. And, and, I do, uh, I do, and I think it's going to be a shame that mm. the chances are he's going to leave us. Because um, to me, like you say, better than better than Indeedy at the moment, and, and better than Samari. You know. But, yeah, I thought he, I thought he pulled out another uh, super strike as well against Blackburn. Yes, he did let it go, didn't he? He did. But yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I agree, and I think, I think the fact that we're going to lose him probably. Uh, in the summer as well is 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 criminal, but there we go. Uh, right, centre attacking midfield, Mr. Madison. Yeah, I've said, I didn't see the um, uh, 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 actual press conference. Is he fit? Is he looking like he's going to come back? Well, by all accounts, it was illness that kept him out of the last game, not his fitness test. And I, I think, I think he was saving him for this one. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, you never know with, with Brendan, though, do you? No. But yeah, no, I mean, we can't rely on one player's because what we're going to do when he's gone. Mm. Uh, but he does make a huge difference. And in that central role, he's so much more dangerous. Yeah. Apparently, you know, yeah. if this game is nil nil at full time, we're going to have a, a free kickoff. It's going to be war trousers one end and punishment at the other. Uh, guys, I will come to you. I can see there's a lot of messages. I will come to your teams afterwards. Okay, left midfield. I don't yeah, have Yeah, I'm, no, I'm going to have to go with Harvey. I think. Really? Okay. I think, I mean, the problem is he is frustrating, but he is a threat as well when he's on he his is, game. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. I mean, and, he doesn't and, always I, have the decision at the end of it, but when he gets no. it right, like for Kel, I mean, it was perfect for Kelechi yeah. uh, yeah. the other night. And the thing as well is that he runs to player. He can draw a foul that can get you a penalty. Yeah, I think his problem is, and it's the same as uh, as Dewsbury Hall, that they're not decisive in their decision-making. You know, he'll mm. run without an, an idea of what he wants to do. And, and invariably, he'll just end up running down a blind alley or, or giving a silly pass away. I mean, um, I tend to say, you know, is that down to age? But neither of them are youngsters anymore. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I, and I think you know what Barnes is looking for. You know, any any manager who watches Barnes play, he wants to play a one-two off the striker. 
you know, and that's, you know, if I was any defensive uh, coach, you'd just be putting someone in front of your main striker because that's what he wants to do. And then that puts the emphasis on Barnes to have to try and beat a man. Yes. Um, right midfield. I, I really am in in in, uh, in three minds on this because we could go with Tete, but you're not mm. going to get much um, defensive work out of him. I could easily go for Dennis Pratt. I think he's played well over there when he's go when when he's played on the right. But I am going to put Castagna in there. Wow! I think Castagna is more of a, a wing back than a full back, to be honest. I think he can get caught out defensively with balls over in the back, but he will be able to double up and help out defensively. So that becomes more of a a three uh, mm. across the middle of the defence, which allows. Barnes, Madison and Kelechi to stay forward, but he does look to make very clever and good runs. Uh, as he does as an open, overlapping fullback, I think he'll be able to do the same and have more of a threat. And I think this is one of those games where you need to stay in the game and keep as tight yeah. as you can. And then maybe Tete for the last 20 minutes or so. Um, mm. So it may seem a little bit defensively, but as Ricky P is just coming back, I think it makes us a little bit more solid for an away game, but still gives us the opportunity to get forward at, at pace if we can. We forget how good Ricky P was in his, you know, in yeah. his prime. Not in his prime, he's not out of his prime, yeah. but you know what I mean? When he was fully fit, yeah. he was one of the top, you know, defenders in Europe, wasn't and, he? And, and I think having Tim in front of him, he will more com- feel more confident if the opportunity goes to go forward because he'll know Cassano is more likely to drop in behind him. Than Tete I was going to say that is very much because uh, yeah. I mean I, I I I can see where you you've gone with that. The funny thing is I may have gone the other way round. You know right. I may have gone Castagna at the back and Ricky yeah. P up front because uh, you know he's got he's got a, a shot in him Ricky P hasn't he? Uh, but like you said they are so so interchangeable. Yeah. And I guess because you said his name a few minutes ago, it's the yeah. Nacho man up front. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It, as I say, really disappointed in him at Man United, particularly in the second half. Um, mm. And and again, he is someone who 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 once he's facing the play, is very dangerous. I think. Um, so if we can turn the ball over and feed him quickly, I think he's always looking to get a shot off. Sometimes you know uh, when he when he shouldn't, but he's got a few assists this season already as well, and he, he looks the most consistently dangerous striker that we've got at the moment. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I think that's a good lineup, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I've got to be honest with you, I thought you might have sneaked Tillemans in there. Well, he's out for four to six weeks now, so oh, of course, he's another one. Sorry, yeah. yes. <laughs> so I've got Tillemans one side, Braybrook the other. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I did that. Mm. <laughs> oh, god. Um, I, I, I mean, I did say the other day, if I'm being honest, I'm not sorry that he's out. I'm sorry he's injured. I don't want him yeah. to be injured, but I only ever wish that on Fafana. But mm. I am, um, I, I, I wouldn't be, I would be unhappy if we never saw him play in a Leicester shirt again. I, 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 I'm, no, I, I got to disagree with you on that. I, I don't think Tielemans for me puts puts the work in and he puts his foot in still. 
you know, he didn't have to hobble back on the pitch the other day because we had no subs left, but he did because he didn't want to let his teammates down. I think as much as it's disappointing that he sees his future elsewhere, and he clearly does, and I think he's clearly um, talented enough to do that, I don't think he's let anybody down when he's... He's had a, the odd not-so-good game, but he does put his foot in. I... Um, I, I I I I like Telemans and and I think he's done well for for a player who's clearly probably disappointed that he didn't get a move in January. Um, still will put in the work rate and it means a lot to him. You see it, and again, sometimes you don't see it if you're only you seeing the games on TV that he does put a lot of work into it and he doesn't mind getting putting his foot in. And um, so I, I think. Uh, no, I, I like Telemans, to be honest, and uh, it's just a shame that we're inevitably going to leave, lose him. I, I, You know with me, um, mm. uh, for me, I just think he's tainted his time here. Uh, I'll always love him for, you know, that goal that he scored, of course, in the FA Cup yeah. final. But I, I do tend to think we forget with the FA Cup final that had it not been for Chilwell's toenail... That it, you know, it would have gone to extra time. Um, I, I just think he could have treated the club a lot better. Uh, I, I don't know what, what by signing a, another year or oh, so doing, doing a Maguire and signing another contract that says, yeah. okay, if somebody comes in at 20 million, I can speak yeah. to them. If yeah. somebody comes in who's playing in Europe. Mm-hmm. I can speak to them, you know, to qualify for Europe, European. So there's all these things that mm-hmm. he could have done that made us get, meant we could have got some money. We can't afford to lose 40 million. You know, we did no, that but, on, the but on the flip side, we don't know that that hasn't happened, but the club have, have set a, a ridiculous fee. I mean, by all accounts, you know, they were still wanting more than 25 mil um, in January, you know, when, when clubs were sniffing round that they mm. were looking to, to get the maximum they could. So we, at the end of it, we don't know. I think if, if you're just looking at his demeanour on the pitch, I think the shirt still means a lot to him, to be honest. Well, I think he's got, he's, he's got to be very, very careful because, like I say, it, I, the, the one thing that, was, was, that has come to mind with him, um, and to be honest with you, Slomani, that was our fault that we lost the money because you know we, I don't think we he got he got a fair chance to be right. honest with you. Uh, but I I just keep reminding me of Dennis Wise. You know the club is in this financial peril and Telemans doesn't appear to do something that he could do. Um, and I can't see the club being that stupid that they're going to ask twenty five thirty million in this buyout clause. Mm but get nothing for him if he doesn't sign it or agree to 20 million and he's worth 20 million of anybody's money when he's on song um i i just think i just think he could he could do more to be honest with I, you uh, I, to be honest uh, chris uh, i can't believe that you've just used um dennis wise uh, uh, as uh, and in in the same in the in the same argument they both, both ripped the uh, club off for money Oh, come on. I, I mean, Wise is a little shit who broke the jaw of one of his teammates. No, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that. Us, I wouldn't, and then tried to take us to, take us to yeah, court. Exactly. Tielemans yeah, is just protecting his own interests and trying to get a move to a bigger club. I mean, 
you know, Tielemans could break his leg tomorrow and his career's over. I don't think you can overly blame them, particularly when we don't know what's gone on in the background. No, and, and that's fair enough. And, I, I you, you know, that's a fair point because we didn't do that during the summer. Had we known yeah. that Brendan couldn't go and buy anybody, yeah. I'm sure, um, and I've said, say, my, I'll put my hand up and say there's, mm. there's no way I would have been as anti, you know, Brendan as I was yeah. during the summer, you know, but yeah. nobody knew. Uh, and maybe a club that was, you know, used to be quite good at um, talking to its supporters, maybe is losing that knack at the moment. Yeah. But, I, I, right. I, I, would, I, I would never compare Dennis Wise as the player with Tielemans. No, I'm just, but you, you get where I'm coming from. I do, I do, you know? yeah. Uh, but you're quite right. He was a totally another little shit. And um, <laughs> if I could have afforded more, I would have voted more for him to do more trials in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he has been putting. Uh, like I say, I will miss. I will miss um, Yuri, and I love him for what he did for mm. us. Totally agree. Uh, but you know, hey, you know, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, as you say, yeah. um, Doug. Typical, typical Scouser, he comes in late. Uh, as you doing, Doug, uh, who's today, tonight, this morning, whenever it was, has been meeting some of the stars. Um, he's met, oh, let me just get, was it Dennis Taylor, Stephen Hendry, and I'm not sure who the other snooker player was. But uh, did you did you play, did you have a frame with them, Doug, or were you just at an exhibition and you got your picture with them? He, he, he mixes with the stars, Doug, doesn't he? He mixes with the stars. Just just a quick one, uh, Chris, and I know you've, you've probably done this before, but this is my first uh, show back since then. Obviously, my, um, my heartfelt um, uh, best wishes and sadness go out to, uh, to the family and friends of, of Stephen uh, Featley, who, uh, who lost his battle with liver cancer, the Arsenal fan, uh, in the past few days. And obviously, you know, it was a really nice guy. And I know you've worked with him a few times, had him on the channel. And um, so I just wanted to say my own uh, tribute and uh, and heartfelt um, best wishes to his friends and family. Agree. Well, well said, sir. Well said. Um, and I tell you what, you know, we, 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 we call some of the players, but the fact that Martinelli... Yeah. Um, dedicated the goal to him i hope he gets to see that from wherever he is now yeah. and, and you know whether you believe in that or not it is up to you your own individual i hope he, i hope he did get to see that in some form and or, yeah and the, and the work and great credit to uh to to miss melina who, who put a lot of work in to try and get that uh make that happen yes indeed indeed no well said sir well said nice to have you back cheers mate nice to be back um we will um we will do something again soon i'm sure we need to yeah. do a quiz we need to do yeah, a yeah. Quiz. did you do the last um room 101 uh yes yeah i did yeah yeah because I, I think i put dennis wise in there didn't i you did you yeah. did Quite right as well, despite yeah. what I said earlier. But we'll we'll, we'll get something going definitely. Um, thank you very much, Craig. All the You're best to you and your family. Have a Cheers. good weekend. Cheers, um, mate. Formula One's back. Yeah. And um, let's hope for pole position for Leicester at the weekend. Oh, yeah. See what you did there, Chris. Well done, mate. Very good. <laughs>
yes. Not, not that good, was it? No. But, all the best, mate. Right, cheers, Chris. <laughs> cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, thanks to Craig there, and nice words, nice words for Stephen. Uh, so, we are going to be back tomorrow night with the prediction show at 9 o'clock. Um, the self, myself, and um, Steve Lionex, of course, and also um, Brad. Steve Lionex has had another good week, for God's sake. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what's coming up? Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Indeed. So, tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, the prediction show. Uh, five, uh, I think 4.30 or 5 o'clock on a Saturday. Uh, let me just have a look. Uh, I think 5 o'clock is, is a late kickoff. We're on Sky, Southampton hosting Leicester. Are we going to see another 9-0? I very much doubt it. And then from 12, uh, 12 o'clock on Sunday, it's the watch-along for the Formula One. Take care. If you've been watching Leicester Till I Die TV, Twitch or YouTube, cheers, um, cheers, Craig. Twitch or YouTube, thank you so very much. And if you have been listening on your favourite podcast platform, thank you for lending me your ears. You can have them back now. And as of course, as I always say, right at the end, it's over to Arnie. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect ultimate delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in a participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.